For someone who has spent a fair bit of time iterating and, dare I say, perfecting my morning routine, it's always surprising to me when I stop and think about the fact that I have no nighttime routine. Part of that is because I'm a pretty good sleeper. And part of that is because I make sleep a top priority in my life. Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, Eric and I talk a fair bit about why that is, how it is that he doesn't and struggles with his sleep, and we teach you my favorite and super powerful falling back to sleep game. So if sleep is something that challenges you, or if sleep doesn't challenge you, if you want to be reminded about how good it is when you get that good night's sleep, and a few words on how walking helps you sleep, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. So how'd you sleep last night? Yeah, not so great. Really? I haven't slept well for the better part of a decade, I would say. Did you used to sleep better? I used to sleep great in my youth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any idea when it changed? Yeah, probably. When we started a business together? (laughs) No, I I think 10 or 15 years ago, I think, honestly, okay, I think part of it has to do with the fact that I have to get up in the middle of the night to pee now. I think that was a start of it. Really? I think so. Interesting. And then you have trouble falling back asleep? That busy, busy brain of yours? Yes. I mean, that's the thing is I fall asleep pretty well most nights. I mean, I would say nine nights out of 10, like mine just sort of close my eyes, flip around a little bit, and I'm out. But then somewhere between one and three, I wake up and I'm up for, depends on the night. Sometimes I'm up for a solid hour. Sometimes I'm just sort of in and out and restless for the rest of the night. It's like Shakespeare said, you know, sleep, sleep. Why doth thou vex me, my kingdom, for some sleep? <laughs> I think that's a slight alteration to the quote, but okay. Is there even I, a quote? I just I, made that up. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> he could have said that in Midno- Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> oh, that was that was clever. Yeah. Thanks. I see. See what I did there? Sleeping has always been one of my superpowers. Uh, lately, I haven't been sleeping well, and I'm I have pretty good clarity now around what sets my sleep off, which is helpful, at least, to try to avoid what help what sets my sleep off. What is that? Stress. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things we're going to talk about is don't exercise too hard right before you go to bed. But when I was like. 28 like I would go and play in this like adult volleyball league and like the matches would literally start at like 10 o'clock at night and I'd get home at you know midnight 12 30 after playing this is pretty competitive volleyball and like just go to sleep at 12 30 wake up at 7, you know, out the door, 7.45, and off I went. Youth youth truly is wasted on the young. Oh, just for saying. sure. That's what I was going to say. Like, whatever, I think any time you pull out 
one of those, and I don't mean you, any of us pull out of the one of those like, you know, when I was 26, this all worked great. I don't know that that is a super useful exercise, but basically I look back at my 26 year old self and basically I'm a superhero, <laughs> like leap tall buildings faster than a speeding bullet, like all the stuff that I could do. It's like a Dr. Seuss book. But, oh, the stuff that I could do. That's like a reverse Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> so all of this poor sleep, especially cumulative, it's not so good for you. Uh, so I've heard. <laughs> Should we do some of the why this is important conversation? Sure. This is just going to stress me out and keep me up tonight. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sort of thinking about that, right? Sharing with the world, some of which people know, but they don't really stop to think about all of the reasons why sleep is important. Is that helpful? Because it will encourage people to really prioritize what it takes to get a good night's sleep. Or is it not helpful because it just adds one more thing to be ruminating on at three o'clock in the morning when you're not sleeping? I think on balance, the education and the reminders are probably worth it. Agreed. So, all right, poor sleep, bad for your brain, both in the short term and the long term. So short term, poor concentration, memory, problem solving, negative consequences on all of those kinds of cognitive functions. Like your brain just doesn't work well without decent sleep. And I think that one of the biggest problems about that is I feel like you don't quite realize your brain isn't working so well. So at least for me, like I tend to make bad choices when I'm sleep deprived. Yeah, there are the studies that sleep deprivation is equal to drinking a six pack of beer or two bottles of wine. Or... <laughs> I think I'm exaggerating a little bit. I think you're exaggerating quite a bit but there is it is that kind of cognitive impairment that's comparable to uh, consuming some kind of alcohol or some quantity of alcohol the amount differs obviously based on who you are and how alcohol affects you and how sleep deprived you are but that's how bad it is yeah and there's recent research that and i'm i'm butchering this because i didn't didn't review it before we're, we sat down to talk but about how sort of sleep at night is it like flushes out your brain like literally flushes out the byproducts from your brain and clears your your brain cells out and gives you a new start for the day and helps to consolidate memories it's really important to your long-term memory but that's how i feel when i don't get a good night's sleep it's my brain is fuzzy and i feel terrible and when i do get a good night's sleep I literally wake up like my batteries have been recharged. Everything from my energy to my mood. It's really, for me at least, incredibly powerful. You know, the other day I was in a crummy mood. Really? Just... You? <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Doctor then. No, but it was, it seemed a little out of, if not normal, than the last few days. It seemed a little different. And I wonder, I didn't, I don't, I, I was thinking like, what did I eat? What happened? Did I, who did I interact with? I don't know that I actually said, hmm, 
did I get a decent night's sleep the night before? And decent being a relative term for me. So I wonder if maybe I got an exceptionally poor night's sleep the night before. Could be. That leads to the next thing on our list, which is the impact of poor sleep on your mood. Exactly. It's been shown to exacerbate symptoms of depression and anxiety. It increases the symptoms of all kinds of mental health challenges. Makes you cranky. Everything you could do in Eric's scale. Poor, <laughs> a poor night's sleep does everything from make you cranky to make you crazy. <laughs> well, there would be a good night's sleep and then the poor night's sleep. So like cranky to happy. Cranky to awesome. Oh, cranky to awesome. Yeah, so I I do think that that definitely affects my mood. And I think it's sort of been going on a, for a bit of a while. Like, like a decade? Yeah, like a decade, <laughs> like I said, yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. But I have gotten to the point where the nights that I only get up once to go to the bathroom, those are like good nights. Three night, Three times a night is bad. And then there's the moose nights <laughs> where, where I have to get up and moose has to get up between yep. the two of us we're just a couple of old dogs <laughs> well we go 50 50 on the on the dog thing for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. so other things that poor chronically poor sleep can contribute to one of the areas of research that was so surprising to me that people I think have heard about generally but it's I think perhaps it's hard to believe it, is the connection between poor sleep and weight gain. Yeah, because I think the, this research dials into how it affects your hormones. Correct, your and, hunger hormones. Right, your feeling of being satiated and your feeling of being hung, hungry are both affected by your sleep. I know for myself, on the nights that I don't sleep well, I certainly eat more poorly. I crave crappy carbs, and I don't ever feel satiated is exactly the word. So when, when, you, when you sleep When poorly. I don't sleep well. Yeah. Yeah, there are definitely those days. And again, there's there are certain days when, like, all I want is, like, bread and butter. Like, just give me a toasted bagel with butter. Well, and I'm just craving carbs. And let's wait. Let's start with a toasted bagel with butter or fresh bread with butter, is good all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's there are there are few days in the world where I'm like, nah, that doesn't sound good. Warm. Don't don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Okay. But no, I hear you. There are days where that that's just what my body there's a difference I guess between wow that sounds really good and I know that's really delicious and I feel like I'm craving that thing yeah so and we're sort of coming up on the end of daylight savings time we got a few more weeks but is not it not many just it, a couple of weeks now is it the end or the start I have no so idea bad. we spring forward so we, yeah, we get up earlier and the research shows like all kinds of crazy things happen on, when the clocks change. Uh, the incidence of heart attack goes up. Like that's how important our circadian rhythm is to us. Car accidents go up. Yeah, just one hour makes that big a difference. So sleep, important. Yep. And I think the moral of that story is don't freak yourself out. Because Okay, now I'm going to do the other side of it. Okay which is 
there has been research on the effect of one crappy night's sleep, especially on competitive elite athletes who often don't sleep really well before a big event. Uh, and at least some of the research I've seen says it's not that big a deal. Uh, totally, because just hearkening back to my mountain climbing days, so generally these are 12 plus hour days of basically walking or sometimes actually climbing most of the peaks that I did was, was sort of like all right, very all right. steep walking. Anyway, you, the night before, you're at altitude, so that makes it harder to sleep. You are combined in a tiny space with a another guy who's not your spouse <laughs> and uh, you're normal or often on snow and rocks and you're not getting a lot of sleep and you still had the ability to get up and go for 12 or 14 plus hours the next day often two days in a row though one day I was coming back and we're getting ready to go on the on the plane home and we had a red eye and I fell asleep like on the the chairs in the airport and I'm like lying there and I, next thing I know I'm on the floor because my buddy had rolled me off the chairs and I bounced off the floor and woke up I'm like what'd you do that for he's like dude you were not waking up <laughs> I was shaking I was talking to you I was yelling that's what I had to do so then it all catches up it does all catch up with you. But I remember when I was a kid and I would get all stressed out about the fact that I wasn't sleeping and my dad would give me the following piece of advice. Just rest. Just lay there and rest. And it'll be almost as good as sleeping. Now it turns out I don't think he was entirely right. <laughs> but the truth is just allowing yourself to rest is restorative. So let's not get crazy about a bad night's sleep. But if, if it's persistent, it's definitely something to work on and prioritize. So how do I prioritize sleep? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I didn't ask. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. okay. How, how do what? you prioritize sleep? <laughs> Why don't you tell us more about your climbing adventures? <laughs> it's only a half hour. Or your volleyball. <laughs> It's only a half-hour podcast. Or your competitive volleyball career. These are charming and humorous <laughs> anecdotes that I weave into our conversation. Everybody loves them. They love my charming and humorous anecdotes. I see it in the Facebook group all the time. <laughs> love the podcast with Eric's charming and humorous anecdotes. They don't love them quite as much as they love your periodic dad jokes, which we've had very few dad jokes recently. Oh, what do... Alexander the Great and Kermit the Frog have in common. Alexander the Great and Kermit the Frog? Yes. I don't think they have anything in common. They have the same middle name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you got a dad joke about sleep? No, but I, I have this one. <laughs> what has five toes and isn't your foot? She's trying to get out. What? What? <laughs> what? My foot. <laughs> All right, enough with the charming and humorous anecdotes and dad jokes. Back to sleep. Back to sleep. Back to our regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> All right. 
How do I prioritize sleep? I'm so glad you asked. I have asked now. So we are going to a party at a friend's house tonight, and the party starts at 6 o'clock. And I saw her this morning because we play pickleball together. And this is, this is a, a sort of a casual friend who's becoming really a closer friend over time. And they, she and her husband have been to our house, and we've met with a group of people at the beach. Like, we've seen them socially, but this is the first time we've invi- been invited to their house. And I was talking to a mutual friend who will also be there tonight, and it's Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. I hate to sort of time check these things, but it's relevant. So I was talking to my friend Deanna, who's also going tonight, and... Deanna said, are you going to make, are you going to stay till the end of the game? And I said, no, (laughs) of course not. Have you met me? Isn't that what halftime is for? Exactly. So I said, there's no doubt that Eric and I are leaving at halftime. And she said, really? I I talked to John, her husband, about that. And she's like, he was going to want to stay in for the whole game. And, you know, I don't want to offend our host. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So I walked over to our host before we left, and I said, listen, I don't want to offend you. Like, I won't offend you. We won't offend you if we leave at halftime. And she said, no, of course not. Because, And I said, because, like, i got to be in bed by 930. <laughs> so that is a very long way of saying I prioritize my sleep by prioritizing my sleep, and that means I say no to things. Like, there's a whole world out there that goes on after 10 o'clock that I legit don't know anything about. Uh, We have this very lovely circle of friends. They're just, they're all good people. And they do stuff at night. And (laughs) sometimes they invite us, but often they don't because they know we're not gonna come. But they'll be like, let's drive an hour away and go to this bar that has live music and it starts at nine (laughs) and we were invited to karaoke with like 15 of our friends starting at nine o'clock and I actually said to you like we should go it'll be so fun and you just looked at me like don't be ridiculous like you're not going so yeah I miss things yep because it's, it is important to us. And the flip side of that is you in particular get up very early. I think we as, as a couple get up pretty early compared to a lot of people or, you know, not that we're comparing, but we just prefer having more daytime to do stuff. It's not, it's not even having more daytime, uh, really. It's feeling better. If I adjust, if I tried to adjust my clock, so I went to bed at 11 and I woke up at 7, I'm sure I could do that, but I wouldn't feel it would affect my vitality, my energy. And everybody has their own circadian rhythm, whatever it is, you really, I think, have to understand it. Yeah, and, and, and that's changed over time. I mean, certainly when I was younger, and certainly you look at, uh, when you were a tw- superhero? When, I'm when you were a 26-year-old Maybe superhero? Maybe that's why I was a superhero, because I slept from 1 in the morning until... T- or one at, Yeah, 1 in the morning until 10 in the morning. You want to try that again? No. <laughs> Could work, but I, I think that's 
that's not really why I was a superhero. I think I was a superhero because I was young. We were playing pickleball with a superhero this morning. <laughs> One of the kids who plays kids, he's 23. He just does superhero stuff on the pickleball court. It's all I can say. <laughs> so how do you, aside from prioritizing sleep, which certainly I do, what are some other things that we do? Well, we definitely have a routine. Right? Okay, that's so funny you say that because I feel like I have zero routine. Well, maybe this isn't. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a routine. It's brush and floss, get in bed. We'll generally, I was going to say either read and watch a little TV. Lately, we've been doing both. And then whoever manages to stay up latest shuts off the TV, turns on the fan, and we go to bed. But we're in bed pretty much the same time every night. We close our eyes pretty much the same time. All right, so that's true. I guess that is a routine as far as timing. But I have a fairly structured morning routine that I feel really sets me up for the day. And I have tried night routine. I have tried an after dinner walk, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. I have tried an evening gratitude journal. I have tried a cup of, I've tried all, and I just, I got nothing. Brush my teeth in bed. I'm done. I can't. I, I've tried to merely write down in a gratitude journal that sits beside my bed, one thing for which I am grateful. How much time does that take really? Half an hour? No, it should take like a minute, <laughs> and I can't even do that. But I encourage everyone else to find what works for them as far as an evening routine. There really are things that you can do to settle yourself. And the thing that we do, which is read or, well, reading is better, but it puts me to sleep pretty quickly. Watching TV, not good for you before sleep. Especially like anxiety watching TV. We were trying to watch this one new show and it was just like creepy and tense. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there we can watch action, we can watch a little drama, but this was just too wound up. We tried watching The Bear on, I think it's on Hulu. Okay. The people love The Bear. If you haven't seen it, it's a, such a well done show, but not for me. About like a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. The guy's a chef. It was the most stressful thing. It was it was like playing an hour and a half of volleyball before I went to bed. Like, so uh, if you were a twenty six year old superhero, it wouldn't have bothered I you. I could have watched it. So maybe twenty six year olds like this show, which they probably do. But yeah, no, couldn't couldn't watch it. So figuring out your personal bedtime evening routine and really playing with those dials, but taking it seriously. It's another instance of if sleep is challenging for you, you have to figure it out. And in order to do that, you kind of got to do the work. Try different kinds of things. And then this we are pretty good at, and we're pretty particular about kind of creating our sleep environment. Which basically is our fan. And the temperature. Mm, you're more temp temperature sensitive. sensitive. Yeah, than I am. It, you six, what, 63 is 63 it? degrees in the winter <laughs> yeah that's... not in the summer sadly but in the summer it's just one blanket and 
And I can sleep if it's really hot. I just don't like it. And then we have this ancient giant. Now, now we're bringing all of our podcast listeners into our bedroom. Now it's creepy. Mm. But we have this giant box fan that I think is older than our son. So it's like 25 <laughs> years old. I think it's like from the first year of our marriage. And I, I literally remember the conversation we had when we first got engaged around the fact that we both like to sleep with a really loud fan. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in this apartment years ago and there was a, a loft. And for some reason, I put the fan in the loft. I don't remember why I didn't sleep in the loft. And I slept in like the open sort of living room, you know, studio-ish room below. And I just left the fan on 24 hours a day and go to work. Fan was still on. I think the thing ran for about two years straight before it died. Well, our our box fan has been running for a long time. I think well, it's we do give it a rest every now and then. True, but I do think it's starting to die. It's starting to wobble. It's, <laughs> uh, but this idea of white noise is for many people. It's everything. Oh, and what do you think about? Uh, light minimization, like blackout curtains. Uh, when we go visit your mom, the TV in that room has like a lighthouse powered <laughs> sleep light on it that it's is not, so ridiculously bright. It's not just that TV. So many TVs have that like glowing red light. No, this one has like a white light that you could read to. No. <laughs> it's so it's so much brighter than any other light I've I've seen. Like it's this. less bright when you cover it with duct tape. So I got up one day and I was like, why is there duct tape? Oh. Yes, I did cover it with tape one night so what do you think about that like i read something where they tested people and they'd have them sleep and they would shine like a very faint flashlight or even one of those red dot lights like pointer lights on their leg while they were sleeping and supposedly that light was enough to interrupt them even though it wasn't like in their eyes or anything we haven't even gotten to walking in sleep. So I think light is disruptive to sleep. Get rid of the light in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. What else can you do to optimize your sleep environment? Uh, caffeine and limit caffeine. Limit giant f meals before bed, for yeah. sure. Yeah, those pizza dreams <laughs> can, can be really be something. You stress... And, of course, exercise during the day, not too close to when you're going to sleep. Sometimes I've been working out at, at 4 o'clock, and I, I do think that actually affects my sleep these days. Yeah, I think it does, too, for sure. So, uh, But everybody's different as far as that goes. So you've got to sort of learn when the optimal time to exercise is. Um, I, want to, I want to talk about the power of a walking practice to help your sleep. But I also want to talk about my magic go back to sleep game that now I have you playing because I want everybody in the world to play this game. All right. go. Can go, I go there first? Go there first. Okay. So many months ago when I was, you know, having trouble falling asleep, having trouble getting back to sleep, I don't know how I started it, but I started a game. And then I did some research and it turns out my game is brilliant because it tickles your brain in exactly the right way to help you get back to sleep. So you ready? 
Yes. And I taught you the game, so now you play the game. I do. It's super simple. You go through the alphabet and letter by letter with a different theme. So you can do girls' names. You can do boys' names. You can do three-letter girls' names, three-letter boys' names. I've done uh, rock bands, which is actually doable. You can even get ABBA, a... Boston. Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what else? I've done dog breeds, which also works. And then you do things that like nobody's ever heard of, like nobody, no normal people could do. I do. I do mountains. You do mountains. That's and then, ridiculous. And then sometimes I'll do like North American mountains. I'll do the tallest mountains. <laughs> so who yeah. knows the names of that many mountains? Me. Anyway, <laughs> next time you're having trouble falling asleep or you're having trouble getting back to sleep, just choose a category. And the trick to this is when you hit a letter that you get stuck on, just go past it. Don't stress it. Just go past it. Your brain will come back to it. Fruits and vegetables, that's another good one. Sitcoms? Um, oh, I've never done sitcoms. I don't know any sitcoms. I don't know enough sitcoms, I should mm -hmm. say. Fruit I could, I could probably if I, if I thought about it. I recommend starting with girls' names or boys' names because you want something that's not super, super challenging. Mm. Okay. All right. That's my game. Everybody play it. All right. And sum it up. Walking can help you sleep better. End of podcast. Walking can help you sleep better with a couple of caveats. Well, let's just do the list. But I feel like our listeners know the power of walking. So walking reduces your stress, reduces your cortisol. So, of course, that helps you Wait, sleep. Wait, can we do the A to Z game about how walking <laughs> can Oh, help you maybe. Sleep? No, we could, do the, we could do the A to Z game of the benefits of walking. Maybe. Okay, but not now because we'd have to think about it. So walking and your sleep. Uh, walking is really good for your sleep, ideally early in the day, because it helps set your circadian rhythm. So the research shows that if you walk early in the day, it will help you sleep that night. And this is not even cumulative. A morning walk will help you sleep better that very night. Interesting. Yeah, especially if you can get some sun exposure if you walk outside. If you walk inside on a treadmill, very, very good. You can walk outside, get even some better. sun exposure, low angle sun exposure, even better. All right. The moral of the story, sleep is important. Make it a priority. Do what it takes to get better sleep and take a walk. I used to think that when I went out into nature and left my phone and earbuds behind and walked in silence, letting my mind go wherever it wanted, that I was doing a walking meditation. And then I met Yael Shai, and she taught me that there's so much more to a walking meditation. It was so incredible and insightful and expanded my world in such a way that I went to Yael and I said, will you work with us to create a program, 30 days, 30 walks, that could help introduce other people to the power of a walking meditation? Can we dismantle the idea that in order to meditate, you have to sit in a dimly lit room on a cushion? Can we create a meditation program for people who love to move and so we did meet the joyful wanderer 
30-day walking meditation app, which is available in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store right now.